Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard with Astadro Places REM Cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. We haven't slept. In 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s classic cartoon Darkwing Duck, or the more recent 2010-ish comic misadventures of the Mass Mallard. Today we're on the campaign trail, where I assume our heroes and villains will put the pun in pundit, leave the dawn out of carnage, and maybe put the tin can back in candidate as Ange continues to tell me all about some things I've never read, namely the campaign carnage at ARC. Is this still considered Boom Studios? Yes. Wait, we're not, okay. So yeah, here we are. Campaign Carnage. Oh boy, oh not boy, carnage. oh boy. Campaign Carnage. So we are past the halfway mark for the Boom Studios comic series. This is the second last arc. After this is the crossover, and that was the end of the Boom Studios. So we're getting there. We're making progress. Uh, the crossover, which is your favorite one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I say that with so much conviction. Yes, in your voice. <laughs> oh, crossover. Because I flew way too close to the sun with the past comic episodes that we have done, we're only going to cover one issue today. And if it ends up being a shorter episode, so be it. That just the way it be sometimes. So is this another four-part, like, yes. comic arc? Okay. Yeah. They all, every single arc had four parts. Four okay. issues. Four issues. And for each of those issues, I myself now have multiple issues per issue. <laughs> Don't we all? I'm going to already assume that during this entire campaign, nobody wears uh, an inappropriately small tie. Nope. Or any clothes at all, in the case of one part of the comic that we were discussing recently. But we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> That's not in this okay. issue. That's like, uh, one, it's one of the, it's the next issue or the issue after that. I can't remember. But first, we start off with the beginning. So this is issue number 13. And there's two comic book covers. The first cover is Darkwing Duck. And he's on a Target board. And he's being pinned to the board with all kinds of random objects, like a banana and a light bulb and a comb. So it's like target practice, I guess you could say. Uh, like a dartboard type thing? Yes. Okay. And he's looking very distressed. And the second uh, cover is my favorite of almost all the covers, actually, in the entire run. And... It was drawn by Sabrina Alberghetti, who drew the Toy With Me comic that, okay. we, that we discussed previously. And mm -hmm. it is a photograph of Morgana and Darkwing together when they were a couple. And, you know, she has her hands around him and he's looking at her with hearts in his eyes. But the photo is dramatically torn apart into pieces because where we left off in foul disposition, Morgana went all laser eyes and sacrificed herself, and now she's gone. She's probably in that dimension where all the other launch pads are. Oh. We might find out in the future where she went. Oh. Yeah. Did she go to, to Marshall's to get some good, uh, good like home goods? She would have been better off if she had, but no. Okay. So... 
This, this issue, this particular issue 13, is called Done in One. Previously in Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck, thanks to some timely reality-altering help from his magical beloved Morgana Macabre, successfully thwarted the latest scheme of the High Command of Fowl, who planned to enslave the world by awakening the ancient mind-controlling monstrosity Duck Thulu. In the aftermath of the peril on the astral plane, the planet finds itself returned back to normal except for one thing. Morgana has vanished. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So it ended with them in like the sitcom-y universe thing, and then Morgana got them out of there. And how did it? How did it end? I don't really. I don't really remember. So she. Well, the last thing that happened. She was firing her lasers at mm-hmm. Dekthulu, and then she says, mm-hmm. "See you on the other side," and they everybody returns back to Foul the Foul Secret Headquarters. And, uh, and what's, what's her face fell off a cliff or something? Oh, no, she came back at the end. Oh, uh, oh she <laughs> Of it, course she did. Because she was, uh, turned out she was a, a double agent. She was working for Shush undercover. Right. Right. And she also had bouncy balls on her feet and she was able to recover from falling off a cliff. Yes. And then they're all celebrating, like, we, we did it. And then they realize Morgana isn't there. And then it ended with Darkwing saying, I lost her. And that was the end of that issue. Oh, and that was supposed to be, like, the big aha moment where the infinite Darkwings uh, totally forgot to tell Darkwing. Uh, By the way, Morgana's going to forget to turn her GPS on. (laughs) She's going to wind up lost in that Marshalls for a really long time. (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so now we're going into a political campaign because this is obviously the next logical step indeed but we don't start immediately with the campaign we do to darkwing's credit start at the house of a psychic called madame kira's house of psychic readings where it starts off we see the house for the psychic with uh what's that cat Tom O'Malley from the Aristocats. Oh, yeah, Thomas O'Malley. Mm-hmm. He's sitting on a garbage can there. And, oh, there's a tin can on the ground. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I love when there's a tin can cameo. Cameo. <laughs> Putting the can back in candidate. Heck yeah. So she says, you have summoned my powers here today to find hope. You believe your loved one is still out there, lost amongst the netherworlds. And then we see this psychic woman who looks like the very stereotypical, like she's got the red kerchief around her head and the big dangly earring jewelry and a shawl and all that stuff. She's holding Eek, Squeak, and Archie in her hands. And she says, with these familiars, I can make a psychic link and you can begin your grand search. And Darkwing is looking very depressed and sad. Kind of like in the way, way back in Duck Knight Returns when he just looked like he was dead inside. (laughs) And he says, "Ah, that's what the last 45 mystics told me. And then she says, but none of them offered a no money back guarantee. And then she says, by charging the aura of her friends, it will tell us. And then they bite her hand and fly off into the twilight. And the psychic says, Never to be seen again. Never to be, they really were never seen again after this. 
now that you mention it, they do, they really don't come back ever after this. And the psychic I mean, said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Poor Ikspukin Archie. They were just like, enough with this. They probably went and like, went to find Moloculo and be like, could you, for the love of God, could you just help because he's an idiot? Indeed. And like, the Eek and Squeak are flying away and Archie is swinging on their wings like Spider-Man. And the psychic shaking her hand and she says, It will tell us this woman of yours had a funny definition of animal obedience. And then Launchpad says, I think they're a little over all this searching. Which is actually probably the most accurate observation Launchpad has ever made and is true to all of us. Just searching for a plot, and we're all over it. And now uh, Launchpad steps up and he says, Listen here, Kira, for all the strain uh, my buddy's been through, you better deliver. DW's a heartbroken hero. If you say his gal's in some unknown dimension, at least give us the zip code. And she holds up a glowing magic ball. What do you call it? You know what I mean. Glass. Yeah, crystal, crystal ball. There we go. There we go. You, you yeah. know it. Yeah, I know the one. She holds up her yellow glowing orb and says, <laughs> says, I can do better than that, Mr. McQuack. When Madame Kira gazes into her crystal ball, all is revealed. So she's staring into the ball and she says, yes. And this is where nobody has clothes on. All is revealed. <laughs> gotten here quite quickly. No, she's not that good. But she does see something. She says she sees two white streaks diagonal and meeting at a point. And then she says, safe. They're safe and soon home. And Darkwing's like, Morgana's coming home? And she says, yes, home. Home run. Ha ha, I just made 55 bucks. And it turns out she's watching a baseball game through the crystal ball. (laughs) And then... Launchpad and Darkwing walk out, and Launchpad says to her, Using your crystal ball to bet on sports, you, lady, are tarnishing the fine reputation of psychics and palm readers. Come on, DW, maybe the next person we'll see will work out. And Darkwing's just like, sure, 46th time's the charm. They all say they can reach Morgana, they just never do. I think it's interesting that Launchpad is the one that's annoyed with this i would think he'd be like oh gee could i watch like oh who's uh who's that that or something like that he seems very moderately intelligent in this in this take yeah he seems very invested and concerned but he and he tends to be a little more optimistic too he's got more of a cheer up dw which he kind of does a little bit but yeah he's he's being he's like the karen He's carroning on behalf of Darkwing. <laughs> he said no pickles. He said no pickles. <laughs> and don't use your magic powers to bet on baseball games. Only hockey, football, and um, hobby horse races. So the psychic's kind of talking to herself about how her favorite pitcher is no longer a sure bet. And then we move over to the baseball game that she's watching. And we see this uh, baseball player, it is a monkey, kind of drawn similar to like the monkeys in the Jungle Book. It's the only way I can describe it, but wearing a baseball outfit. And the, uh, 
Announcers say, it's another fine day here at Quackworks Park as the St. Canard coots closer. Carmichael Q. Anthony has taken the mound. Here's the pitch. And then we see a little thought bubble and Anthony is saying, gotta change it up, gotta change it up. And he throws a fish at the umpire. I don't know why you're pausing. This is baseball. <laughs> yeah, just it's regular, you know, fish and all that stuff. Yeah. Holy, holy mackerel, I think, is <laughs> what they yell when they throw the fish at the other man. So he continues to throw stuff. He's thrown a blender, a banana, a toilet. Oh, Taurus! <laughs> what? Taurus Bulba! <laughs> I don't think it's the same blender. It's a black blender. Oh. Taurus Bulba was a red blender. Okay, well, that was his evening wear. Okay. I, I, I accept that as headcanon. <laughs> There's also a toilet bowl brush and a 101 Dalmatian that are pitched. And the announcer is saying, Welcome to St. Canard's Sports Blab. Our lead story what is Coots pitcher Carmichael Q. Anthony throwing around? After leading the race for MVP candidates for the second consecutive season, Anthony seems to have lost all desire for throwing baseballs. Literally. The star, once known for never throwing the same pitch twice, has taken to throwing any and every object he finds across the plate. So just in from across the pitch, what is happening in this comic book? Why are we spending so much time on baseball? You're about to find out. Okay. I think it's highly doubtful that I'm going to like this answer. Let's go to Ange in the field. Thank you, uh, kitty reporter person. Announcer. So... We see him being taken away by, you know, men in white coats and shoved into the back of a loony bin type van. And they kind of imply that this guy has obsessive compulsive disorder. They don't outwardly say it, but they say Coots owner Buford Merckx called in specialists to help Anthony with his seemingly out of control compulsions. And then he, he continues and he quotes the owner of the baseball team. Once he stole my grandma's glass eye to use in a game, I figure things had gone wrong. And we see a shot of this monkey character looking completely insane. So uh, for a second there, I thought you were saying you were gonna show us a picture of him throwing <laughs> grandma's eye, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. If <laughs> only. Okay, all right. So the search for Morgana is shifted to baseball, as all things do. Yes, we turn to not Darkwing or Morgana or any of the relevant characters, but to the home of Carmichael Q. Anthony, who I guess was taken away, but was, I don't know, returned to his house. We're still with this monkey? <laughs> yes. Okay. We're following this guy for a while, I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? We've set up so many other plots. We need we need to really focus on this monkey right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll so, stop being surprised by the monkey. I promise. We get a shot of him in his house, and he's lying on the floor, looking, you know, 
completely like he's had a meltdown and he's throwing a baseball at the wall and catching it and he can't seem to throw it twice. And he says, how could they not see it? They always loved me for catching the hitters off guard. I read it in the papers every day. I had to keep changing it up. It's what makes me the best. I had a perfect game ruined once and they all criticized me, but it wasn't my fault. I couldn't find the right pumpkin to throw in the ninth. And then he continues, now they use words like obsessive and compulsion. I say inventive, revolutionary. I just, I don't know. I, Is he going to become a bad guy? Yes. Okay, good. Because otherwise, I'm just like, I don't understand. The, the, okay. <laughs> we're getting, right. we're getting, we're in the middle of a villain origin story, essentially. Okay. All right. Is where this is um, heading. Oh, is his name... Monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> Continue. I'll think of a good name for him. I'm oh. sure someone's waiting for my input. Okay. Again, I have to bring up that I think it's a little weird they actually put obsessive compulsive disorder in this. Well, you know, most villains are. <laughs> Anyone who's obsessive compulsive has to become a super villain. Ah, that explains me. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was part of the diagnosis. I thought you knew. Well, I mean, I do have a lot of student loans and I would like to pay them off fast. So I might pull a Morgana Macabre off the Still record. The keep in your hair. <laughs> yeah. Don't call anybody. Don't report me for the crimes I have not committed. Or she'll, or she'll throw bananas and blenders at you. <laughs> Yes. So, mm -hmm. back to our monkey. Please. <laughs> I've been dying to know. So, there's a ding-dong at the door, and he answers his door, and there's a big, giant, gift-wrapped present. So, he opens it up, and in it is a trench coat, which, you know, whenever I get, like, they give trench coats to characters and anything, I don't know why, but it just makes me laugh because I just keep thinking of let's get respectable when Negadek just wears the trench coat and absolutely nobody can identify that he's Negadek just because he put on a trench coat. Oh, absolutely. They're like cloaking devices. But it's also like, you know, the creepy guy in the bushes kind of vibe. I know that I've told you this before, and I think I've even shown you pictures of it before, but I can't think of anything in a trench coat, especially because everything was in a trench coat in the 90s. If it was supposed to be sneaky, somebody was wearing a trench coat with a fedora. But in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon, one of their earliest disguises when they were walking around on the street were trench coats, but they paired them with like these creepy human masks. <laughs> I've shown you that before, right? I think I vaguely remember this. Oh my god, they're horrifying. They're like bald baby faces, <laughs> and they're pure nightmare fuel. So, he just got a trench coat. He did not get the, the TMNT baby bald human head masks. Fortunately, he didn't get a mask, but he did get a note. And the note says, start playing a new game. So, he reaches into the trench coat, and apparently... It's what? Turtle. Oh, the new game? Turtle, yeah. You gotta guess the guess the game. Guess the word? Wait. Have you played Wordle? I have. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm not good about talking about it either, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Squirtle, and I was like, Pokemon? Oh, no, you wouldn't say it like that. You'd say 
Conforto. That's true. Anyways, this coat, this trench coat, has hammer space inside it because he discovers that when he reaches inside of it, he can pull out literally anything. And there's an infinite amount of objects. So upon realizing this, he gets very excited because he now has a coat that allows him to pull out every kind of object you can imagine and throw it. So he's never out of objects to throw and they're always different. And I'd like to state for the record that I feel bad for James Silvani because he had to draw a lot of random stuff over and like, and like he couldn't draw the same thing. There's just like different stuff every single time. I feel like that'd be kind of annoying. Anyways, we get a shot of him holding the note and we see that the note is written in ink, obviously, black ink, and some of the ink has gotten onto his fingers. And as that happens, he seems to lose his sanity even more than he already has. And he says, I've got a new lease on life and an idea for a new sport. I don't know why, but suddenly I'm inspired to retire more than just the side. Wait, what? What does that even mean? I don't know why, but suddenly I'm inspired to retire more than just the side. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm also not a sports person. It could be a baseball thing. You know what? It probably is. And I don't really yeah. know anything about sports. So. so he throws a bunch of objects at the wall and it makes the shape of Darkwing Duck's head made out of countless objects that I'm not going to recite because there must be a hundred of them there. And then he says, let's play ball. And his eyeballs, <laughs> specifically his pupils, have little black evil smiley faces in them, which kind oh. of, it implies that like something happened, like he's been corrupted. Okay. So, you know how we had like, uh, in Infinite Dark Wings, there was the water plot on the side, like the yeah. bee. <laughs> kind of the ink is that for this? Yes, except it. Oh, I I have a theory. Yes, tell me. It is Negaduck's attack squid possessing people to get revenge for Negaduck's bad storyline. Honestly, that would have been really funny. I I would have been down with that. <laughs> And you know he would want to throw all the things because he's a squid. He's got lots of legs. Exactly. But that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm writing that one down. That one is copyright me. Okay. So finally... Original character, do not steal. <laughs> Negadex squid belongs to you now? Well, his superhero... His, oh, I'm sorry. Supervillain alias, which is Dr. Squidman. Who <laughs> stethoscope and a very many armed lab coat. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll keep that in mind. Let's put that in our back pocket for the future. When yeah, it... For when he when he shows up in issue four. <laughs> issue four. Yep. I uh, see. We're, we're jumping time now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we finally get back to Darkwing, Launchpad, and Goslin at the Audubon Bay Bridge in the hideout where Darkwing is like lying with his head down on his desk with his hands over his head. Kind of a mood that I feel deep in my soul. Mm -hmm. And Goslin says, Dad, 
The search for Morgana can't be the only thing you think about it. What is that? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you started again like it was you. And then you're like, wait, no, it's the same outcome. What? Because <laughs> it's not. It, what is this writing? Dad, the search for Morgana can't be the only thing you think about it. What the hell? Does can't that be even. The only you think about You think about it? Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think about it. I told you, I told you that the writing goes downhill in this series and it does not get any better. And I feel like this is kind of an example of why. That was a Freudian slip. They're just like, you want to write this comic? You think about it. <laughs> and I got words for you because I already am thinking about it. I'm already got a squid that's coming in in the fourth part of this arc. Most excellent. I, I wholeheartedly support you in this endeavor. Thank you. So Launchpad says, besides, I don't think she would have want. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Darkwing is just drunk and nobody's making any sense. Oh, okay. This is just Darkwing vision right now. He says, and besides, I don't think she'd have wanted or wants you to be this way. That's why it's a little awkward when you read it the first time, but. He's because he said he said it in past tense, implying that Morgana is dead and gone, He's and dead. he corrected himself. <laughs> Goslin and Launchpad are trying to cheer him up. Launchpad shows him the news, and he says, "Take a look at the ribbon cutting for the new museum opening up. Something you'll be interested in, and it's the Saint Canard Museum for superhero gadgets, and then in parentheses, mostly gas guns." And the mayor says, and now, as mayor of St. Canard, I declare this museum. But then he's interrupted because the new villain has shown up. Also, I just want to state for the record that it is the mayor from Let's Get Respectable. Oh. His little mustache? All what? Or, doesn't he, he has a little mustache, doesn't he? Or am I thinking of the chief of police? You're thinking of uh, Commissioner Morton or whoever he is. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking of some of my OC that's uh, the Dr. Squidman's arch nemesis. He is a retired police detective and he has, uh, he's, he's mostly mustache. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm so glad that you're coming up with all these beautiful characters that we must draw at some point. I'm, I'm saying the original character, do not steal. <sighs> okay, finally we're gonna get the name of this villain, and it isn't Monkey See Monkey Do. <laughs> is it Sir Chucks a lot? No, it is. Is it Fever Pitch? No, but that's actually not bad. I'm done. I'm done guessing good. Tell me. <laughs> he says, Saint Canard, meet your newest, greatest, and deadliest foe. You can call this straight shooter one Tennis shot. Elbow. <laughs> what is it? One shot. One shot. <laughs> he's only in one story? Technically, yes. He only appears in this story, so he is a one-shot character. But I guess it's because he only, I don't know, one shot's the same thing? One punch man. Yeah. And then he throws what looks like, is that a soda can at a bunch of bodyguards? Can. Strikes again. And then he's holding a Wii remote. Yeah, it's actually like the Wii. Yeah, and he doesn't have the little strap around his wrist. Yeah, he doesn't have the strap around his mm -hmm. wrist. 
Mm. And he says, you, Mr. Mayor, may be high on the list of important targets, but there's a power shaker I aim for above all else. Darkwing Duck. And we see a shot of his face again, and his pupils still have these creepy little grinning gremlins in his eyeballs. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. You might it... need to see an optometrist. <laughs> oh, that... Or an exorcist optometrist. <laughs> an ectometrist. So... Oh, man, we're only on page 12 of 25. This is going on forever. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Darkwing is looking very droopy and sad. And Goslin and Launchpad are like, see, see, there's a villain. Let's go deal with him. And Darkwing's like, oh, I guess I haven't given up on my never ending fight against crime. I'll get right on this. Right after I make an appointment with this seer in Duckburg. And then Goslin grabs him by the cape and says, Stop right there, mister. I just noticed she crawls up his under his coat and pops out of his turtleneck so that she's right up in oh. his face. And she says, Morgana, just before she, whatever she did, what did she say to you? And Darkwing thinks in his head, Promise me you'll always be you. And Darkwing says, You're right. It's time for the terror to flap again, and then they take off to deal with one shot. So, I'm trying. We've been on all over the place with these stories. So, is Darkwing is relevant? Like people care about him again? Because I thought after the whole Infinite Darkwing thing, he was just on everybody's you know shit list. Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna kind of repeat that once more. One shot is. Standing upon a pile of unconscious people who have objects all over them. And he says, seems no one's here up for a game of catch anymore. So where's my new rival? And then Darkwing appears and says, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the umpire who needs new glasses. I am Darkwing Duck. And Monkey Man is very happy that he's shown up. And starts throwing all manner of objects at Darkwing. And Darkwing dodges them and says, you got to be quicker than that. And then he gets hit in the face with a... cream pie. <laughs> I can't believe I'm forgetting the word. An iron. Like a clothes iron. Oh, like a clothes... <laughs> I don't hey. know why I couldn't remember it's that. turned into Home Alone real quick. Darkwing's <laughs> dead. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> Darkwing says, hey, if you're one shot, then why is there two of you? Because he's very dizzy and probably has severe brain damage. He's leaving this mortal coil. He points his gas gun at one shot and says, suck gas, evildoer. But then one shot throws a cork at his gas gun and plugs it and it explodes a lot. Like, it's a pretty big explosion for his gas gun. And, uh... He one shot kidnaps the mayor. He jumps on the back of, I think that's a bus. And they just kind of take off with the mayor in tow. And he says, a real swing and a miss, Darkwing. After that poor showing, you just got traded for Hisner here. See you in the funny papers. And Darkwing Duck, it looks like he just got the crap beaten out of him. And Launchpad's holding up his limp body. <laughs> While Goslin just looks... Like, she's, like, going, hmm, thinking very deeply about the situation. Also, who, like, when has ever, like, anybody, I don't even know, like, I can't even put an age gap on it, because I don't want to insult people, but have you ever heard somebody say, 
see you in the funny papers and like <laughs> normal conversation. Now, how old is this monkey supposed to be? Is he from the 1920s? <laughs> I think we got to bring this back. This is going to be a new 2022 saying. Oh, you're just flapping your gums this whole time, you book. I'm going to tell you one thing and it's only going to come out of my ear and you know how it doesn't make any sense. You're going to Shake your toes and why don't you just lick a carpet, you bottle cap sniffer? <laughs> funny papers. And that... then he shuffles off to Buffalo. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful poetry. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Continuing forward because this comic is just never ending. <laughs> we are back at Darkwing there's, Tower. There's three more, please. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> okay. Darkwing's got one of those ice pack things on his head. And Goslin says, come on, Dad, this guy isn't even the worst that you've fought. He's just got some beginner's luck, that's all. And Darkwing says, that's not the real issue. How am I going to defeat one shot and save the mayor? The search for Morgana is still on. The longer she's out there, who knows? And then Launchpad says, that reminds me, we have that appointment with Alistair Crawley in an hour that crazy crab says he has some fancy new techniques that could pinpoint exactly where Morgana is. Um, is this a character that we actually get to see? No. That's probably for the best, because Alistair Crawley Crawl was <laughs> disgusting. Fancy new techniques were, like, blood and sex magic, so Darkwing and Launchpad were going to have an awakening. <laughs> Good to know. And apparently this, this was a crab version of him that checks out <laughs> i'm going to assume that the person who wrote this just kind of pulled a name out of nowhere and didn't really research who this is we're learning too much about alistair crowley right now we're not learning enough about one shot and his fascinating backstory yes so darkwing says that's just it. How can I juggle the search for Morgana without giving up on my voracious vigilance over the vein of villainy? We need an overhaul on this whole operation, a system set up to give all these challenges their due. With one shot, I felt close to figuring him out, but I couldn't anticipate his movements. He kept changing it up, never throwing the same thing twice. And then Goslin seems to have gotten an idea because she has a little thought bubble over her head that says, and then she just jumps out the window of Darkwing Tower. <laughs> and Darkwing and Launchpad don't notice. And, okay. And Goslin's like, hmm, nope, I'm out of this. I'm out of this. <laughs> In classic Goslin fashion, she has grabbed Honker. And they are sneaking into the house of Monkey Man. Okay, so this is like later. She didn't just like Honker wasn't just dangling <laughs> by a, a thread outside the window and she takes him down into their free fall death together. You can never tell with Goslin. You never can. Never can. So Goslin and Honker show up at his house and they say, well, Goslin's explained. She says, one shot was never throwing the same item more than once. Does that remind you of anyone? And Honker's like, uh... She says, remember what I traded you that new telescope eyepiece for? A Carmichael Q. Anthony rookie card. And that raises a few questions. Why would he have a baseball card? And why would she have part of a telescope? Well, 
I would have to say that she probably stole it. Probably stole that to give to Honker so that she could get that baseball card. And I want to assume that that baseball card came into Honker's possession uh, by a misguided but well-meaning way for Herb to connect with his son. Herb being like, you read too much books, son. It's time to get into the real man <laughs> stuff. Why don't you be like this guy? Well, he never throws the same thing twice. That's a beautiful Herb Muddlefoot impression. Thank you. <laughs> we see Goslin and Honker are sneaky sneaking. And Goslin says, Dad says he needs more help in taking care of everything. We can take down one shot, leaving him more time to take care of the really important stuff. And, and Honker says, why are you telling me all this? I don't question your plans anymore. I just go with them. No one else asks me to do anything. That's bad. Doesn't really sound like him either. No, it's just kind of like, oh, look, we're, we're breaking the fourth wall a little bit. It's like, we don't really need to be questioning he'd be like oh why are we going i don't think we should be sneaking into this house also how did we find this house goslin <laughs> why did you jump out a window goslin <laughs> goslin why did i have to dig up those corpses to reanimate alistair crabby <laughs> <sighs> alistair crabby whatever his name was. <sighs> She's snuck in with Honker, and they're spying on One Shot, who is definitely in the house, and he's talking to himself, saying, Stupid, stupid, stupid. Why did you just leave him? Forget the mayor. Darkwing Duck's the only target that matters. It's because you can still think you can be your own man, right, Carmichael? And then he talks to himself again and says, Think you can get what this Jack gives you without being a total slave to the obsession it instilled in you? And then he raises his arms and we see the inside of the jacket and there's a bunch of glowing red eyes <laughs> lurking within. He says, why fight it? You're one shot. You're a supervillain now. In St. Canard, that means one thing. Darkwing Duck's fall is your rise to power. Is that what it means? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it meant you got a really good dental plan. <laughs> um, also, there's a lot of evil clothing in Darkwing Duck. <laughs> there's the hat aliens. Now there's oh, apparently a very evil eyeball-filled jacket. That's never really explained either. <gasps> you know, we don't know about this evil jacket. We'll never know. What? I have a theory. So this is the are the evil vengeful spirit of whoever's grandmother's eye. He pulled out the revenge of the eye. Ah, I see you're bringing this full circle with some continuity. Mmm, yellow glowing orbs. <laughs> I see you all. Honker and Goslin are discovered because they're talking to each other and he overhears them immediately. And they're deciding to leave. And of course, he captures them and he says, I'm used to fans of mine snooping around this place, but fans of Darkwing? We just can't have that, can we? And he's holding out a cob of corn like it's a gun, pointing it at Goslin. <laughs> so we're back to Darkwing and Launchpad, who I guess haven't noticed that Goslin left at some point. And Darkwing says, 
Well, that crawly was another bust. I'm beginning to figure out why these guys are called mediums. Their talents never rise any higher. One shot's next. The guy's got the mayor. He's the most immediate threat at hand. The mayor. Now there's someone who's used to a lot of responsibilities at once. Dot, dot, dot. This is what... Do you see where this is heading? What a leap. <laughs> it's like Goslin leaving the tower. Leap. Like what? So he's decided he wants to be mayor and... Like, is he going to try to save this guy? Or is he just going to like, well, I'm going to search Tyson. <laughs> well, so finally, they guess they notice that Goslin's gone. Because Launchpad's looking out the window and Darkwing sa- asks him, are you searching for signs of one shot? And Launchpad says, no, something more dangerous is loose on the streets. Goslin. And Darkwing says, what? She took off again. Well, time to see if that Darkwing tracker we put on her works. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta chip your kids. And nowadays, they just use their cell phones to track them. Mm-hmm. And all of us, really. Yeah. So, a news report comes on the TV. This just in. He says, this just in. Oh man, I've always wanted to say that. Brand new supervillain One Shot has produced a new video for Darkwing Duck. And we see the video and it's One Shot and he has the mayor tied up at a chair with the, you know, the gag over his beak. And he says, Darkwing Duck, I know how you must be thinking about your defeat every minute of every hour of the day. I am. Can you redeem yourself? Can you save your precious mayor? And then he spins the chair around and Goslin is in the other chair back to back with the mayor. And he says, and your number one fan? And then Darkwing just calmly says, well, that saves us two trips. Okay. Sure. Also, Honker's there too, but they just... Aw. <laughs> okay, he does bring oh. up Honker. And he says, okay. and your number two fan, the chubby one with glasses... How dare you fat shame him? And he's like the same build as Goslin. They call him chubby in the Bible, the show Bible too. They said not to make fat jokes about Honker in the. See, they're going against the Bible. <laughs> Blasphemy. That's that's how you fall in with Alistair Crabby. Exactly. Well, Launchpad stands up for his pal Honker, and he says he's not that chubby. And they say the camera adds 10 pounds. Darkwing's just face palming. (laughs) Hand to the face, you know, like, uh, just like me at this point. We are now back to one shot. And he says, let's see how great a detective Darkwing Duck really is. Will he deduce the location of my lair, my secret identity? It won't matter anyway. I'll make sure he strikes out. And then immediately Darkwing hits him in the back of the head with, I don't know, is that a, what do you call it? A firework? I don't know. It looks like a little rocket. Yes. Mm. And then Darkwing blows a raspberry and says, you may have the greatest aim, but don't count me out. You're looking at a five-time skee-ball world champion over here. And then (laughs) one shot throws more items at Darkwing, which he dodges. And then Goslin says, Darkwing, he can't throw anything more than once. And Darkwing says, yeah, but he can throw everything once. He hides behind a table that has been pushed over on its side. And a bunch of butcher knives and swords and a katana and all this stuff hit the table. 
And then he gets the little light bulb over his head idea. And he says, hey, one shot, if I'm your biggest target, then why are you thinking so small? If you can throw anything, then I want to see something that'll actually scare me. <laughs> and one shot says, coming up, Darkwing. So he takes off his trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Get a load of this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he throws her bottle foot at him. If only. But no. That's one thing that really that would scare him. It really would. But instead mm-hmm. he he takes off his jacket and he pulls out a massive thermonuclear warhead <laughs> that is like like fifty times the size of him and he's holding it up and he says, And the crowd goes wild just like they used to and then, of course, it's too heavy for him, and it just slams down and squishes him. So Darkwing's standing atop the, the nuclear missile, and he says, Foul ball, one shot. No, wait. Take a walk, villain. Arg, every turn of phrase is for batters. Ah, baseball jokes. <clears throat> and then it turns out they're... Take me out of this ball game. <laughs> no kidding. But we're almost done. Okay. So, uh... Launchpad helpfully points out that the thermonuclear warhead has a clock attached to it. Of course it does. And he says, hey, DW, says this nuke's got one minute left. Think that's enough time to get some microwave popcorn? And Darkwing says, all right, no sweat. This is easy. No, wait, that just made it go faster because he's like pressing all the buttons. Mm. And Goslin says from where she's still tied up in her chair, Darkwing, Think about the source of all the, his pitches. Send it back across the plate. And Darkwing's like, uh, back across the... Oh, his coat. So Darkwing picks up the coat <laughs> and basically stretches it over top the nuclear warhead and just kind of crams it right back in there and says, from whatever dimension this thing's come from, that's where it's going back. And Launchpad says, while you're at it, check in there for all the socks I keep losing in the laundry. Oh, it's a code of holding. I also feel like they, this whole comic run has done a very big disservice to Honker. I feel like Honker would probably be the one that would figure out how to stop this guy. Darkwing puts the nuclear warhead into the coat, and just as he gets it in, it explodes and shakes the building. And there's smoke coming out of the coat, and he and Launchpad are just kind of looking at this plume of smoke as it flutters up to the ceiling. And then we're back to Darkwing Tower, where Darkwing has kept the coat for some reason. And he's got it hung up, and he's sticking his whole body in it and digging around inside. Okay, um, sure. There's no evil eyes involved now? It would seem no. Launchpad and Goslin are watching the news, where the news reporter says, Details are just coming in now that St. Canard's latest supervillain sensation, one shot, is former Coots pitcher Carmichael Q. Anthony. Coots owner Buford Merckx has said, Anthony donning a disguise and drawing on the power of a supercoat that can retrieve items for one, perhaps more, dimensions of space and time? I should have seen it coming. Yeah, I, I feel like it's supposed to be a joke, but it's, I don't know. It's mm. not really a funny one. So is Darkwing just trying to, like, pull Morgana out of it like a rabbit out of a hat? Doesn't even it say. Doesn't explain why he's sticking his head in there. <laughs> Maybe he's just looking for a clue. I mean, he, he needs one. So we're at the final page. 
where the reporter continues, Anthony will stay in Quackworks' detention home for the criminally crafty, but is not expected to play on their already legendary softball team. In related news, one of Anthony's kidnapped victims, Mayor Huffstrup, has made a startling announcement. And we see the mayor standing at a podium with a bandage over his head, and he looks like me after reading this issue of the comic. And he says, <laughs> The events of last night have forced me to recognize that I am not the man to juggle all the responsibilities the office of mayor, the office of St. Canard demands. While at the same time, still dealing with the threats to the city and most especially myself. Frankly, the job's too dangerous. And then Darkwing looks at Launchpad and Goslin and he says, Hmm, power, influence, and the risk of things getting dangerous? You hear that, Morgana? Darkwing Duck is running for mayor. And then Goslin looks at us, the audience, and says, This won't end well. Bum, 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 bum. So I want to I wanna just point out, I, I don't know why they chose this reasoning because, okay, at the beginning of this, he was complaining that he was having trouble juggling his regular crime-fighting duties with looking for a Morgana. Mm -hmm. So why would he decide that also becoming the mayor of St. Canard, which is a full-time job, mm -hmm. is a good thing to do? Yes. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why they went with this arc at all. Like, I don't understand the logic within. Like, it, it's just like the weirdest way to go from point A to point B. It's like, well, the mayor quit and he said that the job's too dangerous and Darkwing's, you know, catchphrase is let's get dangerous. So clearly he's the one for the job. And it's such a, like, Darkwing as far as show Darkwing. I don't think he would ever want to be mayor. It's too restricting it's too much sitting around doing nothing not flashy enough unless he's mayor Wait. for a day and that's only because yeah. he gets to walk around showboating all day he gets to hold the giant key to the city i feel like if they were going to do a mayoral race and uh they wanted to make it interesting they could have just done like the the old ye old bad guy is the opponent like oh this is too much to juggle and then quacker jack is like oh, i can juggle i'm gonna run mayor and he's like you sure why not and dark was like oh no if he's running for mayor i'm running for mayor and then go from there that's my pitch <sighs> yeah it, it's just really this this issue in particular was like feel felt really niche like baseball like the baseball leads into the, the whole mayoral race arc i assume but yeah i just who wants darkway to be mayor and who wants darkway to be mayor like because there's three more issues of this right yes this is gonna be the rest of it <laughs> and the monkey's gone like he's not back anymore no he doesn't come back but he was uh... a one shot he was a one-shot, but there are other villains that are going to show up in the other issues. So it's kind of like all scrambled in there. So you got a villain and a mayoral campaign at the same time. Okay. All right. And there is a B-plot with the fact that when one-shot received that letter, he got that ink on his hands, and it's hinted that that is 
that did something to his mind. And so that is also an overarching plot that is happening here. More mind control? Yeah, now that you mention it. I wouldn't say mind control exactly. Kind of like mind corruption. But at the end mind of the... Mind altering? <laughs> it, it, it kind of, yeah. Let's let's just check another one off on the little scoreboard that I've got in my mind of tropes that keep being reused over and over and over again in this comic. And I just want to point out, too, that it sounded like Darkwing and Launchpad did go see Alistair Krabby. I don't remember if that's his name, but that's what I'm going to call him. Um, so, you know, just put that in your, your, put that back out of your back pocket, look at it in disgust and slide <laughs> it right back in. Oh, so, yeah, we, um, baseball. So I guess the baseball was just because they needed that as the origin story for the villain but they focused on it a little too much and then they crammed in the mayor stuff at the end and i don't know it's a bit of a mess um also it's like obviously it's like a special coat it's not just the ink or whatever it's and that's just it and do we see the coat again I can't remember, actually. It's possible. Okay, so I've kind of blocked the crossover out of my mind. And it's possible that one shot might actually return in the crossover. I can't remember. If he did, it wasn't noteworthy enough for me to remember. So if he does, then the coat will make a return. But we'll just have to wait and find out. I want the coat to return, but only if it's on a Taurus Bulba blender body. Three blenders in a trench coat? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. With a Tim Curry doing some kind of Russian accent. Okay, so baseball, we got that. Um, we got that checked off the list of things. I also want to imagine that Oslan and Honker knew exactly where this guy lived because it was probably on the back of that baseball card. He's just like, and here's my home address. <laughs> <laughs> Come on by. I got this chandelier. You're not going to believe I swing so much corn off it. Well, to be fair, Honker did dox Claire in the Toy With Me comics really quickly, so maybe he just did the same thing. This is this is Honker's new lot in life. My father is giving me baseball cards, and I just dox people. <laughs> oh, Honker. Honker, you're loved. You're going to be fine. We appreciate you, Honker. We do appreciate you, Honker. And so Darkwing is uh, going to run for mayor, and I assume completely forget about his girlfriend in the process something to that extent yes mm-hmm. okay you know as most politicians do <laughs> okay so that's issue number 13 of the boom studio comics and boom goes the dynamite Indeed. on that episode of sleepless and saint canard where we talked about baseball yeah <laughs> bottom of the knife so uh stay tuned for next week where we continue with issue number 14 and i for one listeners can't wait they're brought to you by crazy larry's laratorium you need a larry we got five and they're going fast beautiful (laughs) i mean uh, um uh until next time dear friends uh crime is asleep and neither do we See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers.
<laughs> I was holding on to that one for the whole podcast. I couldn't wait to say it. <laughs> A plus.